You're listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast, where together we thrive in life by using our faith to find strength, direction, and purpose. Full of wit, wisdom, and a little grit and grace, Cubicles in Christ provides the inspiration you need to be strong and spiritually authentic in all you do. And now, your host, author, speaker, certified executive coach, Kelly Johnson. Today, we're going to talk about the mind, body, spirit, and faith connection to live a life of health and wellness. I'm joined by a woman who has encountered God's healing power firsthand in her son's life. And now God has used her experience to help others find healing through cancer, diabetes, and many other illnesses. One of my all-time favorite verses is 3 John 1 and 2, which says, Beloved, I would have you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Join me and my guest, Tamika Mosley, on our journey towards spiritual and physical wellness. Today, I'm really excited to talk about finding God in unexpected places as it relates to our health and our bodies. Joining me today is Tamika Mosley. She is founder of Everything Health. She's an herbalist, a published author, global speaker, health consultant, and project manager for Healing Blends Global. Her passion is to educate people on how to prevent and manage chronic diseases naturally by using God's medicine cabinet, which I just love that. Tamika is a wife, a mom. She's originally from Louisiana and now lives in Seattle, Washington with her family. Tamika, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure and an honor to be on the show. Yay. Well, (laughs) I really was excited to connect with you beyond kind of our LinkedIn connection. And it was so exciting to find like a kindred spirit. So pretty much... (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much everyone who comes on the show, you know, as a believer, um, there's always a connection. But most people don't really know that I am a wellness geek and I love to study herbs and um, just mm-hmm. natural approaches to being well. And so connecting with you was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was pretty amazing. I, know, I get the same feeling when I meet someone who's on that level. It's just amazing. I, I can just talk for days and days. So yes, I definitely get it. Yeah. It's exciting to really explore how God did provide everything that we need for our health yes. on this earth. And I love how you refer to it as God's medicine cabinet. That is so yes. clever. Where did that come <laughs> from? You know, I can't remember exactly what year or how long ago I started saying that, but I know when when I when I started speaking all over the world, um, I you know I don't know where it came from, but I just know that he's already put medicinal properties in the plant based foods, and he told us to eat that. So I just look at it as healing, you know, and it's God's medicine cabinet. So it's His medicine that He's providing to people, but it's through food. Yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah. important. So let's kind of dive in. Um, Tell me a little bit about your, you know, sort of your journey on finding God in the unexpected places as it relates to health and wellness. How did you even get to that place where you recognized plants as a part of God's medicine cabinet? 
You know, it's very interesting. I look through my life and of course my mom has had different illnesses such as diabetes and arthritis. Of course, I was much younger, but you know, I, I still was faced with it in, within my family. And even I had diverticulosis uh, before I had kids. And I don't understand why I didn't really kind of wake up then, but it wasn't until a little over 10 years ago when I had my second child, he was born with a fatal blood disease called sickle cell. That was the real eye opener for me. And that's when I first, and it, you know, I didn't do it immediately. You know, it took me a year for things to click because it was all new to me. And um, I know this is a very dreadful, very debilitating, painful disease. So, you know, I gave the, the doctors the benefit of the doubt and went to the doctor's appointment. But it was after the first doctor's appointment that I realized that, hmm, the Western medicine is really not doing much to treat the root cause. You know, it's only focused on treating symptoms. And in my opinion, you know, no one can heal naturally 100% by treating symptoms. So after my son was born with the sickle cell was when it first was a huge eye opener to me. And that's when I really dove into God's medicine cabinet. Yeah. And I know you had some pretty... Um, scary or intense moments. I won't use the word scary because maybe they weren't, but it sounded as if very intense moments. I mean, when your son was in the hospital and oh, yeah. talk a little bit. Very intense, very scary. Uh, cried every night mm. because, you know, back then I didn't know anything about sickle cell at all. All I knew was what I saw growing up in Louisiana. And that was children in the hospital all the time. Uh, I even had a friend of mine, she lost both her siblings in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So all I could relate to sickle cell was my baby is going to go through so much pain. You know, he's going to be hospitalized all the time. And it it, it was, it was a very emotional, uh, traumatic. I mean, I I can't even, I think that, that that may have been the worst time of my life is finding that, that information out because as a parent, just knowing that your child has has a fatal blood disease and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Right. That was the one thing that just kind of weighed on me so heavily. But once he turned one years old, is that's when the crisis started happening. So he was hospitalized every two to, to, to three months with splenic sequestration crises. And it's just crises of the spleen. Uh, people with sickle cell, their, their bodies don't produce enough red blood cells to carry oxygen throughout the body. So every 10 to 20 days, uh, they just can't produce red, red blood cells. So every 10 to 20 days, the blood cells dies off. And so their body can't keep up producing. And so the, the blood gets stuck. And that's where the chronic pain, strokes, mm-hmm. organ damage, and death comes from. But um, yeah, so he was just hospitalized every two to three months. And we were, that was our life for that entire year. You know, my husband and I would tag team. He will be at home with the with our other kids and, and I'm at the hospital and then, you know, we'll just kind of switch out. But it was uh, it was a very, very difficult time um, just not knowing. And then towards the end of the year, uh, his body stopped producing red blood cells and he had to get a blood transfusion. So that was another huge scare for me because it's like my baby needs a blood transfusion. Oh, my gosh. Right. So. 
Two months later, same thing. You know, the doctor said his body is not producing red blood cells and he needed another blood transfusion. And he probably will be on monthly transfusions for the rest of his life because of sickle cell. Wow. But it was at that moment, Kelly, at that moment, after an entire year, after the second blood transfusion is when I looked at my husband because I was pretty much fed up. You know, I just told my husband, I am not doing this again. We will not be in this hospital. I refuse to keep going through this. And this is just ridiculous. Now, I didn't know what I was going to do when I made that statement. (laughs) (laughs) I just knew that I told him that and I made that statement. And God is, he's he's amazing. You know, just not knowing at all. But I just, you know, put all my faith in him. I just came home, I prayed, I got on my knees, I asked for guidance, I asked for directions, and it was just truly, truly amazing. Wow. And I, I love, even now, 10 years later, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I could hear the faith in your voice when you said that comment to your husband, I'm not doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, there's so much determination in that. And it it reminds me a little bit of completely different situations, but it reminds me a little bit of um, the prodigal son when Mm -hmm. it says, you know, he's like eating out of the trough and he's like, you know, and he came to himself. Right. You know, it's almost like in that moment, you, you came to yourself, like, wait a minute. Exactly. I am a child of God. My son is, is God's child. He gave, gave him to me. And, um, I just love, I love that. I could, I could hear it. And I don't know if you could, (laughs) could still hear it in your voice because I know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's times in church when we're singing, um, uh, oh, what's the name of the song? You don't know what you've done for me. Gave me the victory. So I love you. But every time I sing that song, I just think about what God has done. You know, he saved my child's life. And I get tears in my eyes every time I sing that song. I love it. You got a voice, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm secretly over here like thinking, ooh, okay, I wish I could like join in. But no one's going to want to hear my voice because I don't sound near as good as you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh, like, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm still over here praying, Lord, how come I didn't get the gift of a of a good voice? But, you know, we're all called in different ways. And right. I'm right. okay with that. <laughs> and I didn't think my voice was that good, but thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so I remember you when you um, were telling me a little bit about your story. You were like, okay, I prayed. I got on my knees. I started yeah. seeking the Lord. And he led you to some scriptures. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about that? Most definitely. Um, you know, it it came down to giving my son cancer medication because that's all they had at the time or seeking God's guidance and just see where it's going to lead me. So I, I just started searching and looking through the Bible and I found uh, scriptures, Genesis 129, when he said that he's given us every seed bearing plant on the face of this earth and it's ours for food. And then we look at what is the definition of an herb? You know, herbs, if you look at the definition, it's any seed bearing plant used for uh, medicinal properties, seasoning foods, or making perfumes. 
And Revelations 22, 2 says the herbs are for the healing of the nation. Romans 14, 2 says the man who is sick eateth the herbs. And Ezekiel 47, 12, at the end of that uh, scripture, it says the leaves are our medicine. Mm-hmm. So once I read those scriptures in the Bible, I had such a peace. You know, with, with having a child with sickle cell, for me, I was on edge all the time because sickle cell is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You never know. You, you, you know, you can have a crisis. You don't know if that crisis is going to lead to a stroke. You don't know if that crisis is going to lead to organ damage. You don't know if it's going to lead to death. You, you really don't know. Wow. So I was just on, on pins and needles all the time because it's just so scary. But when I read these scriptures, it was a peace that came over my entire body because I knew right then that my God is telling me that he's given us everything we need. I just need to go and seek it out and find it. So the hard part was behind me because I've been reassured by my father that my son is going to be okay, you know, mm-hmm. and I just started Googling, <laughs> you know, natural herbs to help the body produce red blood cells. And, and that's how I kind of got on the journey with finding things such as liquid chlorophyll, uh, ginkgo biloba, uh, beetroot juice. You know, these things are, it's all food. But if you look at the benefits, they all help the body produce red blood cells, increase oxygen, and also raise hemoglobin, which are the three main issues, root causes in sickle cell disease. And and I started giving to my son at one years old. I would buy the liquid <laughs> and just mm-hmm. put it directly into, into his mouth. And, you know, we did change our food. You know, we stopped all the processed foods, no white sugars, uh, very, very minimum uh processed foods. And you just started eating a lot healthier, lots of leafy green vegetables, fruits, sprouted greens, uh, raw nuts, things of of that nature. But three years went by and my son did not have a crisis. Praise God. Oh gosh. Yes. And I was just amazed. And it was at that point when I did write my book because in, in that time, I was Googling my, or I'm sorry, I was blogging my entire journey. Okay. And so many people around the world, especially in Africa, was connecting with me because, you know, their parents going through the same thing. But in Africa, there's millions of people with sickle cell and suffering and dying. And just to put it in perspective, Nigeria alone has 5 million people with sickle cell. That's just Nigeria. Now, the, the United States, we have approximately 150,000. Now, if you Google, you will see 100,000, but they've been having 100,000 since 10 years ago. Mm. And I know 10 years ago, there's been so many babies born with sickle cell. So I'm yeah. sure that number is a little bit higher than that. But um, I said, you know what? God has blessed me to find a way to help my child. And I cannot be selfish and keep this to myself. So I wrote a book about my journey because the world, I wanted the world to know, I wanted everybody out there who has a child suffering that their child can be okay, does not have to suffer. And so what's the name of your book and where can people get it? Uh, The name of my book is Sickle Cell Natural Healing, A Mother's Journey. And they can get it off Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, or they can just go to my website and they can order it off my website as well. Okay, 
great, perfect. And I'll be sure to link to your website in the show notes for those of you. Um, a lot of our listeners drive while they listen to the show. And okay. so <laughs> sometimes they're not always able to write things down. Um, so I'll be sure to include um, not only the link to your website, but some of those scriptures that you referenced as well. Those, okay. those are so powerful. Um, so you wrote your book. And yeah. I know that you have traveled to Africa and or yes. countries within Africa um, to speak about this topic. How did how did you transition from a mother who was desperate to find healing for her child to become a global speaker, an <laughs> author, and you know, as well as a health consultant? So, how did that journey unfold? So it all unfolded when I was writing my book, a pub the publisher told me that I may want to get a doctor to contribute to my book just to give it credibility. You know, she said, I'm not taking anything away from you. I think you've done a fantastic job. But if you get a doctor to contribute, I just think that I give it so much more clout. And, you know, that thought never crossed my mind because at that time I was just thinking about getting my story out there, you know, just getting it out and letting people know my journey. So getting a doctor to, to contribute was out of the question only because they did not go to school to learn about herbs. So fair enough, you know, they can't really contribute to something that they didn't really go to school for. Sure. But as I was thinking about that, I was like, hmm, maybe I should find a naturopath or a homeopathic doctor who specializes in sickle cell. Now that would be amazing. So right. she put that idea in my head, which I'm glad she did. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it actually led to uh, something that is much bigger today. So I connected with Healing Blends Global and they are the creators of a supplement called Evenflow. And Evenflow is uh, an all-natural supplement that contains a combination of herbs, enzymes, and minerals, but it helps manage the root cause in sickle cell. So I connected with uh, the company in 2013 when I was writing my book, and the doctor who created the supplements, Dr. Charlie Ware, we actually had a conversation and we partnered together at that time because we were on the same mission, the same journey. We had the same goals in mind, and that's just to save lives all around the world. And so he contributed to my book as well as my, my son's or my kid's pediatrician back in Dallas, uh, Dr. Salem. She also contributed as well. And you know, it's, it's, it's been a great, amazing journey because partnering with, with Healing Blends Global, then this is going to give people in Africa and other countries, I mean, people in Madagascar and Turkey and Greece and Saudi Arabia, all over the world is using Evenflow now because, you know, I couldn't just go to the health food store myself and buy thousands and thousands of bottles of chlorophyll because you know, I can't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, partnering up with Healing Blends Global, that has allowed us to do so much. And we have just finished completing a double blind study with Evenflow in Kenya. Wow. Yeah, that was up uh, two months ago. And we are in the process, or they are in the process of pu publishing the manuscript. But it, it was an amazing study. 97% of the patients did not have a crisis the entire time of the study while taking Evenflow. 
but uh, everyone will be able to read the uh, manuscript and all the information once it is published. But connecting with Healing Blends Global, connecting with people in Africa, because I talk to people in Ghana, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, uh, Nigeria, uh, I think I said Uganda, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or 10 years, you know, I've been connecting and bonding with these people. So I already had a strong relationship with a lot of the people over there before I partnered with Healing Blends Global. But the way I ended up going to Africa, because one of the parents in Kenya, she's a secretary at a church in Kenya, and Bishop Maisha is his name. He's a very, very well-known preacher in Kenya, very well known in the States, very, very, very well known in, in all parts of Africa as well. So her child had sickle cell. So she was giving her child even flow and her child has not, didn't have a crisis ever since they started even flow. And so her preacher was here in the States. And so she told me, Tamika, to make sure you talk to my preacher before he comes back to Kenya. So I, you know, I made it a way to meet him. I think they were in Cedar Hill, somewhere south of Dallas. So I, I, I went down to meet him, told him my story, and he was blown away. You know, he because he would see the, the child sick all the time, in the hospital all the time, and now he sees the child is never sick. Right. And, and he told me, you are coming to Africa. Wow. And so my, my eyes kind of got big, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell my husband that. Let me... <laughs> But no, everything worked out. You know, it all worked out. I had to go at that point, you know, because he really arranged for me to speak in, I want to say five different cities. And I ended up going to like six or seven more, uh, just speaking, you know, speaking on sickle cell and, and educating on how not to have a crisis as well as other chronic conditions as well. And and even had the, the chance to go by Kogela and I met President Obama's grandmother while I was there. So oh, wow. that was pretty amazing uh, as well. That is amazing. But yes. Yeah. So it just kind of has spiraled into just amazing things happening. And along this journey, I've, you know, I've, I've right now I'm actually taking a, cer- a certified herbalist course right now, mm-hmm. but after so much extensive research and and guidance from Dr. Ware and other naturopaths and things of that nature. I have just begun, gotten to the point where, and, and God has just filled my spirit. Just, it, it, you know, it's, it's amazing to, and I cannot explain it, but you know how God can give you certain gifts. Right. <laughs> I just believe he has blessed me with certain gifts. You know, I, I have helped my mother reverse diabetes, you know, things that people are so sick from. I have helped clients. And, and all of this is not me, but I'm using right. God's medical camera to do it. Sure. And it, it, it has just been completely an amazing journey. It, it, every time someone comes and tell me, wow, this worked. It's, I just thank God. I just thank God for what he's given us. Yes. Yeah, so we just have to educate people and let them know that you don't have to suffer. You know, there is a better way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk in a moment about how you now help people with other illnesses um, mm-hmm. beyond sickle cell, because I know that that's really the genesis or the beginning of mm-hmm. your journey, right. um, but it's now expanded. Um, but the the coach in me, the the executive coach in me cannot let... <laughs> 
a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a nugget pass by. And that is, and I'm not even sure you may have now in retrospect recognized it, but it's interesting how God provided you um, with an idea mm-hmm. in disguise. I mean, like a God idea in disguise. And You know, often we can have good ideas, but when it's a God idea, there is so much purpose behind it. And, you know, when that publisher said, hey, (laughs) you know, what if you like had a doctor Mm -hmm. um, contribute? Mm -hmm. Yes. That was a God idea in disguise. It was. It was. Wow. And who would have thought we would be here today with a double blind study in, in Africa? I mean, just amazing. Absolutely. And how many lives have been literally saved, like literally saved, because more people are aware of Mm -hmm. this even flow product, more Mm -hmm. people are aware through your work of how different foods and other herbs can contribute to reducing or eliminating crises. Mm -hmm. And so I just have to say to everyone who's listening, what God idea God idea have you received that's in disguise? Mm-hmm. Because we often can miss it. Imagine if, because I've also written a book and sometimes they can become a little bit like our own children, right? Like mm-hmm. you, right. <laughs> writing, a, <laughs> yes. writing a book and publishing is like giving birth. I, I mean, right. you know, exactly. it, I, I feel like I had an, a third child when I yeah. um, published my book because there's so much labor of love that goes into it. And so as mm-hmm. um, kind of the owner of your content, um, you know, getting that feedback could have been like, well, you know, I I really know this topic and I really know that there's not going to be a traditional Western doctor that's going to contribute and you could have let it go. Right. (laughs) I know. I know. Exactly. So talk a little bit more. I mean, do you see that as well or has that um, ever happened again? Oh yeah. You know, I tell people that God has set this up from the very, very beginning. You know, I've only had one negative comment in the entire 10 years from someone who bought my book. And she said that it was selfish for me to have a child knowing that my child could have sickle cell disease. Mm. And, and, you know, I just told her that I thank God for giving me this child with sickle cell because now even God knew what he was doing. Even he knew what he was doing. So he did that so we can and could help a nation of people who's suffering because he knows that there's millions are suffering and they just don't know what to do. Right. But everything that has happened since day one, it was all set up for a purpose, for a reason. And it's definitely God guiding our footsteps, even from her making that statement about a doctor to contribute to my book. That set the first stone because had she never said that, I would have never entertained the thought. I mean, that was the furthest thing from my mind uh, was to try to find somebody to contribute to my book. But um, it, it made so much sense. And 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 the funny the funny thing is, I kept looking and searching for a naturopath. You know, I could not find anyone. It took me weeks. It took me weeks, maybe like four or five weeks. I said, I'm not going to publish this book until I find this doctor. So, mm-hmm. 
So I was just online one day and and found, uh, I just saw something about sickle cell, Dr. Charlie Ware, naturopath. That's all I saw. So when I saw <laughs> that, I just called immediately because I knew this was the person. Wow. <clears throat> I love that. I love that. And this is so timely and such a relevant topic because, you know, sickle cell is not necessarily one of those conditions or diseases that gets a lot of press, um, a lot of airtime, you know, cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, those tend to get um, quite a bit more publicity and airtime and and just general public awareness. Yeah. But I kid you not, last week, I heard a prayer request at my church for a child who has sickle cell. Oh my gosh. Who needs a blood transfusion. Mm, And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm talking to Tamika soon and this show (laughs) will be available. And, you know, so it's, it's like you think even situations that maybe are less common, maybe at least in America, I'll speak for America. Right. It's not as prevalent as other parts of the world. But nevertheless, there's a life literally yes. on the line and there's exactly. a soul that matters to God. And so right. I just appreciate the work that you're doing and um, talk a little bit more maybe about other health situations that you've seen turn around by helping your clients through other chronic illnesses. Yes. Yeah, so I have actually... I've have I have clients who I've helped reverse uh, diabetes and and that's pretty much is you know you just have to kind of teach and coach people on eating because the thing is we're still trying to eat the same things that our parents ate growing up you know we're still trying to buy the white sugar we're still trying to buy the white flour the conventional milk so all of these things are detrimental to our health only because of the way they're processing it today so getting people to first understand diet and how important it is to stop the bad foods because people wouldn't think drinking milk every day would lead to cancer, diabetes, autoimmune disease, or leaky gut, you know, things like that. They would never think that because we've been taught milk does the body good, you know, and drink milk. But because of what they're doing to the cows, the antibiotics, the growth hormones, we end up drinking all of that. And so it's making us sick. So I have reversed diabetes in clients. I've reversed uh, hypertension, uh, PSA, high PSA levels, like 43. Okay. What's a PSA level? Yes, exactly. Prostate. And even that was a prostate level 160. All 13 sheets were cancerous. And after the three-month regimen of the herbs, his PSA was 0.6, which is amazing. What? Yes, 0.6. Wow. And And my last cancer patient, she was stage four breast cancer metastasizing that came back after 10 years. 10 years prior, she had a mastectomy and chemotherapy. So 10 years later, the same cancer is back, stage four. And the doctors didn't know what to do. But, and this is a nurse and she was devastated. She was scared. She just didn't, you know, this was the end of life for her from, from the doctors. So she set up an appointment. I put her on a regimen and she stuck with it for three months. And she went back to get her PET scan after three months. No cancer activity. The doctors were blown away. Okay. Wait a minute. <clears throat> like when you say no cancer activity, so the tumors that were there, they were gone? 
What is yeah, that? So she, so before she had a huge mask behind her breastplate, cancerous. Okay. Full of cancer activity, metastasizing. So after, because let me explain first, all cancer is, because see, we think that it's, they lead us to believe that, oh my God, cancer is scary. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. And I used to, I used to think like that at one time, you know, but all cancer is at the end of the day is a ton of inflammation inside the body, a very, very weak immune system and poor gut health. Mm. Once, once we kill the inflammation and we boost the immune system and we repair the gut and alkaline the body, cancer cells will start to die off. As simple as that. Wow. Yes. And they, but see, doctors are trained a certain way. You know, they were trained a different way to give the harsh chemo drugs, the radiation, all this other stuff. So the, I mean, but she would talk about how every time the nurse would see her, would give her this hug because she just couldn't believe how she was uh, recovering so quick. They, they just couldn't believe it. And the day she had her PET scan was on a Friday. They said, you know, come back in on next Thursday and we'll read your results. You know, they're thinking, oh, it's going to be bad. Right. But when they took the PET scan on Friday, they were so blown away. They had to call this lady on Friday and give her the results over the phone. Praise so God. really, really all that's left is maybe like a quarter size assist, but there's no, absolutely no activity even in there. So all that's got to do is just shrink up and, 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 and go away. What? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Praise the Lord. So mm -hmm. what would you say? I mean, there's several people that I know, for example, at my church who are battling cancer. Um, and I've had family members who have um, gone through all that good stuff. So one of the things that I have found is that people are often, we're so accustomed and we're trained. Right go to the doctor, right? Yeah. And even now on some pharmaceutical commercials, there's almost a little bit of fear with natural remedies. Mm -hmm. um, so, so on commercials, pharmaceutical companies will say, oh, be sure to tell your exactly. doctor if you are taking any natural supplements, yeah. almost as if there's like this boogeyman, oh my gosh, if you don't tell us about this natural supplement, it could really cause a negative interaction. Yeah. So any insight, yes. So any insight about, because I know that there's going to be people who are listening to this show who either are personally affected by what you're sharing or they know someone who is. What advice or insight could you share? And I know you're not a medical mm -hmm. doctor, so let me get, let's get the right. medical disclaimer out right. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tamika nor Kelly are making any claims to um, cure any illnesses or diseases. It's all divine and supernatural by the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. So <laughs> that, let's get that little disclaimer out there. But what would you say about kind of how people or how you've seen some of your clients navigate or balance between the, the traditional Western way and using some of the protocols that you've put? You know, <clears throat> I have clients that do both. So, uh, for example, I, I may have clients who is still a little scared, but definitely want to give the herbs a try. And so they'll kind of do both. But I explained to them, you know, you can't continue to put toxins in and then you put herbs in it. You know, sometimes it can counteract. Sometimes 
it may not work. Sometimes it can work. But I, I have other clients who are like, Tut, I'm stopping this Western medication right now. And I'm taking these. Like I have a Parkinson client right now. She stopped her medication. She's only been taking the herb. She's been on it for two months and she's already noticing that the tremors are getting better. So I have different, but what I would tell people, I would say the basics. And what I mean by that, especially African-American people, we don't understand that a lot of us are severely deficient in D3. And D3 is really not a vitamin. It's a hormone that our body naturally makes and we absorb it through the sun. But because we have melanin in our skin, and that goes for Indians, people from the Mediterranean, you know, anybody who has like a, just a darker complexion of skin, if you're in the sun, the melanin will block it. So you won't absorb what you need. Now, a Caucasian person can go in the sun for 15, 20 minutes, and they can absorb up to 95,000 IUs in 15 minutes. The first thing I tell people wow. is like, you need to get on the, the basics because our body requires so many nutrients, so many minerals, trace minerals, vitamins on a daily basis just to remain healthy. So for example, my, my stage four breast cancer client, she's never taken a vitamin in her life ever. She's never taken a D3. She's never taken anything. So she didn't know anything about that. Oh my goodness. And she's, wait a minute though. Hold on. Now she's a nurse, right? She's a nurse. Right. And never took but a vitamin. Never took, because see, they don't really talk about vitamins and supplements and it's all Western medication. You know, it's all drugs and, and they don't, you know, they're just in, write a prescription and then get out. I know clients that go to the doctor and with, with sicknesses and they just get in there, get a prescription and then rush you out. You know, it almost feels like they're, I mean, I know the pharmaceuticals are billion dollar industry and it's all about making money, but it almost, people tell me it feels sometimes as if they're really not even trying to help. They just want to get the prescription, get paid from that and get you out of the office and get the next person in and just kind of keep it, keep it moving, you know? Right. But I, I tell people that start with the basics and the basics for me is D3 uh, because you know, when you're deficient in D3 alone, that can lead to 17 different types of cancer, mm -hmm. as well as heart disease, diabetes, depression, obesity, and like 10 other chronic conditions. Just being deficient in that one vitamin. Wow. Yeah. And magnesium is also another important one because magnesium is found in over 300 enzymes in our entire body that's linked to every cell, every tissue, our heart, our organs. So magnesium is another extremely important mineral. B complex. And I would say people that are over 40 years old, coenzyme Q10, ubiquinol, because again, our body naturally makes CoQ10. And CoQ10 is great for protecting our brain against dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, strokes, heart attacks, things of that nature. But the older we get, the more of it that we lose. And when, you know, you can tell people just eat healthy, but the problem with the food is our crops have been sprayed down with pesticides and herbicides and Roundup. The main ingredient in Roundup is linked to cancer. All, majority of the food is GMOs and GMOs carcinogenic. Right. You know, the, the water we shower in is, is chlorinated, carcinogenics. There's like a hundred different beverages out there on the shelves that people have no clue they have carcinogenics inside of them. So 
the environment. It's, it's carcinogenics all around us, you know, and you just, people can't afford to buy organic every single time. And that's why right. we're just, we're, we're having to turn to supplements, you know, the, the times that we're living in because everything is so toxic around us. But those are the main things I would tell people to start with the D3, magnesium, B complex, CoQ10, and iodine. Mm. Iodine was stripped from the foods in the 80s, and people are being severely deficient in iodine, which is another important mineral. When you're deficient in iodine, it too can lead to thyroid cancer, stomach cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, colon cancer, and things of that nature. So those are my first uh, like five things that I would really recommend. Yeah. And then depending on what the problem is, okay, is it heart disease? If it's arthritis, if it's cancer, then I'll go from there and, and, and just, you know, kind of give them a regimen that's going to cater whatever chronic condition that they have. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's really helpful. Thank you so much for the kind of the top five basic mm-hmm. things that we can all do. Um, to improve our health. And it's interesting just to kind of share a couple of personal examples. This was probably seven years ago. I did my just normal annual physical, did my blood work Mm -hmm. and my vitamin D levels were so low Mm -hmm. that my doctor said, you have the, the, the vitamin D levels of someone who lives in a third world country. Hmm. Like it was so low. It was so like, wow. And I had to be placed on a prescription Mm -hmm. vitamin D to just sort of quickly get it up. And um, now I'm able to use maintain right over the counter. But I had no idea, had no idea that. Did he go into details about what can happen? Like this can be fatal. Like this is serious. Did he tell you the no. Seriousness behind. Oh, Mm-mm. wow. Mm-mm. And and it was a she, but, um, but no, she, I mean, it was never really um, a conversation about why mm-hmm. vitamin D was important. Yeah. Except, you know, you know, and I think I might've did a little bit of research to understand it's linked to mm-hmm. um, the immune system. Yes, exactly. That too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even so that's one example. And, and my grandmother has Alzheimer's um, right now. Mm. And, um, you know, just not really, uh, not really <laughs> wanting to see her or anyone else go through that. And certainly myself right. or. Right. And see, and see, this is the problem, like with the Well, I didn't mention this, but people should not be eating white salt, table salt, sea salt. You know, we people think sea salt is just amazing. Not even sea salt. No, no, ma'am. See, I'm learning, and I'm you know I'm a a nerd about this. What's wrong with sea salt? (laughs) Well, I mean, it just does not. Well, all salt is sea salt. You know, all of it's sea salt, but it's just how they process it. When they process it, they rip and strip everything out of it. But the best salt that we should all be eating is pink Himalayan salt because it's from the earth and it contains over 70 plus. Remember when I said that everybody needs so many minerals, trace minerals, nutrients, mm-hmm. vitamins every day. Mm-hmm. Pink Himalayan salt contains 70 plus, if not more, of the trace minerals that our body needs on a daily basis. Okay. So you see, we're eating the wrong foods and all the baking products. This, this is huge. Like the, the white flour, pie crust, uh, you know, 
we love to bake. You know, well, some families love to bake. Well, all the baking stuff all contains aluminum. Aluminum is horrible. We got aluminum in deodorant, aluminum in the food, aluminum is in the, the dishes. So what happens is this buildup over aluminum over time, it can lead to dementia. Also deficient in coenzyme Q10, deficient in D3, you know, things of, of, of that nature. But it, it's just that people are not really understanding how we have to change. Like, what is that flower? Gold metal? Gold yes. metal, I believe. Yeah, my mom bought that all the time. And then I grow up buying the same thing until I did research and found out there's a byproduct in white flour. I call it the bleached flour mm-hmm. called alloxan, A-L-L-O-X-A-N. And people can research this. That induces diabetes. And we wonder why we wonder why there's 30.3 million people in the United States with diabetes and 84.1 million pre-diabetes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just letting people know, you know, there's always other alternatives. You know, it's best to purchase unbleached flour or coconut flour, almond flour, sprouted corn flour. You know, there's other healthier choices out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're so, okay, so... Good news. I do have pink Himalayan salt in my, (laughs) my spice cabinet, Um, (laughs) but it's funny because when I've had some girlfriends over and they see the pink salt, they're like, Oh, you're so frou-frou. Oh, you're so, you know, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And I'm let the record show that, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually had, I have regular sea salt, but I do have the pink Himalayan, but I didn't, I didn't know all the benefits. And so that's, there's so much conflicting information out there. Exactly. Exactly. You've really helped us kind of hone in on some really important ones. Um, Tamika and I have talked about having her come over to the cubicles in Christ community to do a Facebook live and, and continue the conversation. Maybe, maybe take some questions and answers from, from listeners. So stay tuned for details about that. We'll set a certain date and time. And um, I know people are going to want to connect with you, Tamika. So why don't you share your web address, um, social media handles, whatever that might be? Sure. Um, So people can easily get in touch with me from directly from my website. And that's www.ssnaturalhealing.com. Wonderful. Okay. Yes. And then from and then from my website, they're able to see all of my uh, social media platform. So you can definitely connect through my website. They can send emails, messages. They can link with my YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Fantastic. And she does take, you know, private one-on-one clients to advise. And so if you've got some health challenges and you want some one-on-one support, Tamika is absolutely available. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you today and going deeper into this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure and my honor. And I'm always excited to talk about health and saving lives. Absolutely. Let's <laughs> let's um, maybe do a quick prayer to close out. Um, and I think I will. I think I will use a verse that we talked about um, a little bit earlier, if I can find it. Okay. It's um, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. I just want to leave this with everyone. Um, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you 
and was given to you by God. We do not belong to ourselves. And so I take away from that, you know, our body is a gift from the Lord, just as we're supposed to be good stewards of our financial resources. We have an opportunity today to be um, a steward over our physical bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we think about the choices that we make, not to beat anybody up, because I certainly love a cupcake um, way more than what I should, but you know, it's not to say that we should deprive ourselves of everything, but just to start making some small changes, um, some small improvements and uh, think of our bodies as a temple for the Holy Spirit. And we want to take care of that um, so that we can serve God even better than what we're already doing. We can't serve the Lord. We can't serve other people if we're not healthy. And um, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to love him and love our neighbors it's difficult to do that when we're not healthy. So um, Tamika, thank you again. And and let's, let's pray. Okay. Gracious and most wonderful father. Thank you for the gift of healing. Thank you that your word says it is by your stripes that we are healed. It is by the sacrifice that you provided on the cross um, that we have healing Your word says that you were bruised for our iniquity. You were chastised for our peace. And we just thank you for um, the fact that you didn't give up on the cross. You made sure that the work was complete. Mm -hmm. And so we thank you, Father, for complete healing um, for anyone who has need of healing today. Lord, we pray for wisdom and we ask for guidance. Lord, help us to make better choices better decisions, um, help us to be better stewards of our bodies as your temple for your spirit. Father, bless and touch each person, bless each family member that has need of healing, and give us the discipline that we need, Father, to be steadfast, to be immovable, to be unshakable, Lord, and to trust and to know, to be fully persuaded that we're not going to do this again just as my sister declared 10 years ago. So we thank you for the gift of healing. We thank you most of all for your love and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 All right, everyone, until next time, thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Cubicles in Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast. The inspiration and wisdom doesn't stop here. Join the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook and let's keep the conversation going. For more ways to feed your soul and walk in purpose, connect with Kelly at IamKellyJohnson.com and follow her on Facebook and Instagram.